0: <laughs> I'm Sarah Parker Massey I'm Joy Todd And I'm Jenny Black And this is Mom Cult after the episode Woohoo,
1: we Welcome. missed you yes. Hi, Jenny Oh my gosh, I've missed you guys so much I know This is my favorite place to be I saw you walking oh. up today ahead of me And I was like, mm, it's been too long <laughs> In this sacred space <laughs> Um, Check in, Jen, how you doing? It's been oh, a while Oh gosh,
0: I have so, so many updates mm. I was like, I had to really narrow them down so the first one that everybody wants to talk about, which is what you told me to talk about, is that if someone hasn't seen me in the last couple of months, I have, like, curly, curly hair. I keep, like, when I see myself in the mirror, I keep thinking of Meg Ryan from When Harry Met Sally. Uh-huh. <laughs> i just like, I've got that kind of curly hair. People think i got a perm. So here's, yeah, the, here's the back story. Sometime over the last year, I... I don't, I didn't remember like losing hair, but I just wasn't growing hair anymore. And so I did, I assumed my diet has changed a lot. It's been a really stressful time, whatever, but then stuff is coming out that it could be COVID or vaccine related, like that that's one of the side effects. So anyway, I've done all of these things. Like I drink collagen in my coffee. I take certain crazy supplements. I have all these like hair growth shampoos and stuff that I've been doing. And my hair is growing back curly. (laughs)
1: But different.
0: Wow. She's
1: growing back someone else's hair.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's fascinating. So is it all over? You're saying all over you were losing hair. Yeah. Um, I've had, like, acute alopecia or something, like, from moments of stress. And... But my hair's always been curly anyway, that's interesting. Isn't
0: that fascinating? Yeah. So it's like it's like being like I've had to learn how to do it. It's
1: like a hodgepodge of like old your old original hair, which is still kind (laughs) of straight and then just these shorter curly hairs growing up on top (laughs) and around the side. But I'm assuming once the curls grow out.
0: Maybe I don't know. But the other thing is there's nothing you can do with it. Right. So
1: for like for the first
0: month I kept trying to like blow dry and straighten it, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I do not know what to do with this.
2: <laughs> wow. That's really like walking in someone else's shoes.
0: <laughs> it, is, it really is the perfect update because that's how everything in my life feels right now. Like, I, like it's a Freaky Friday. Like, I yeah. just landed in somebody else's life and body, and I'm like, okay, here we go.
2: Um. Okay, well, I'll give you some tips after. I have Thank like you. A, I mean, Thank mine's been whatever. I'm not acting like I have, like, some. But I think that already – Yours is kind of doing more of the thing that you want it to do. So there's two <laughs> things that I'll give you. I'll just tell everybody because everybody's interested. Um, this new microfiber like head turban wrap. I don't know if that's um, culturally important. Are you allowed <laughs> to say turban? Not sure. <laughs> well, but fact. I have
0: one. I have that.
2: Uh, okay, that. Okay. And then like a like a leave-in conditioner. I basically never wash it. And then I do a leave-in conditioner after. And that's, I don't know. It's do not you like you
1: never wash it?
2: I mean, I occasionally wash it, but I don't wash it a lot. But my hair's really dry, so it just depends on your dry. hair.
1: Yeah, my hair's dry too. <sighs>
2: anyway, well, Maybe not anymore. She's
1: all right, learning know? all the new right. qualities. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, but are we going to take turns updating or do I keep updating? <laughs> I mean, I I don't okay. have much, so you can keep You've got one you thing can keep going, going if you update. want. My
0: other big update, which is like I went on like the trip of a lifetime. Drove across country all the way to Montana, did all the fun things like hiking and kayaking just so much greatness and I got poison ivy poison oak and poison sumac Hmm. and now I'm on like day seven of steroids the trifecta (laughs) what are the steroids doing to that hair (laughs) (laughs) so I basically I feel upset all the time (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm angry I'm sad I'm hurt like I'm 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 just a mess. Because the steroids are yeah. yeah. And I know like I can feel like oh I'm not even upset about anything. Like I can feel it's just in my body that it's like a alarm has gone off in my body and I'm just like, nothing's wrong. You're fine. You're fine. Just walk like take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. So anyway, those are my two my two big updates. Dang.
1: Sarah, what you got? Can you top that?
2: (laughs) Well, I just want to interject that I once got poison oak, I think, on one of the poison things, not ivy, on my face, and I swelled up. I was, I guess, I'm allergic, obviously, and it was like Quasimodo for like weeks, and I couldn't go anywhere. And then all my like skin flaked off. It's awful. I'm I'm so lucky no. it was not on my it's face. Exfoliating. Like you can see
0: on my leg. That's that's what's left.
2: I wrote. Um. Is it me? It's you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wondered if there is, wondered in this time that we've been away, if there's someone who follows you around and monitors your p- parenting and gives you notes and resources, like, on how to handle things. And then I thought, I think that's Child Protective Services. <laughs>
1: Yeah, can we have a child protective services option that isn't like we're not we're not
2: terrible. We're, just, we're, just we're not arming right. them. We
1: just would like yeah. some observing and some notes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just like a freebie. Yeah,
1: like a dress rehearsal. And yeah. Like, hey, we can you maybe, could be
0: the practice. Like the practice moms yeah. for like people who are like going into the fields.
1: Like
2: you gotta practice right. on Well yeah. But, yeah. but like have if you, you see anything, don't say anything. <laughs>
1: right. Don't tell me in the moment that I'm doing the wrong thing or i no. that. Punch
2: uh-uh, in the face. No, it's I. Well, tell me later, but don't like you know report it.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Got to be some confidentiality waivers that we're signing. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah. Check in wise. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's been a good time. It's good. Good few weeks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good for you. Uh, I got a
1: tooth fairy update. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I had something to Yeah, do with that I, mean, I think she already knew before spending the night at your house She lost a tooth while spending the night at Jenny's house She lost house. a tooth
0: at the grocery store with me And then spent the night at my house We had a 5am video shoot Which was, the I mean, terrible I, could, I couldn't even think about that the tooth fairy was supposed to come <laughs> And you know the thing is I was really terrible at that with my own kids too Right But I even had the cash and everything.
1: Like, she was going to I know, because I was like, I don't know if the Tooth Fairy's going to visit you. And you were like,
2: she probably will. So I was like, (laughs) oh, okay.
1: Jenny's got it covered. (laughs) Then she didn't do anything.
2: Because she just went cross-country robbing banks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Cut cut that. Back to the... that fell flat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I laughed. She didn't react. (laughs) Sorry. Moving on. Um, Were you shooting... Was she shooting a video? Yeah. So we... Are um,
0: starting a documentary that, and we were doing our intro for the documentary. And it's about like, it's basically taking an artist to see what they can create if they get rid of their phone for 30 days. And so the intro has like somebody throwing their phone away, picking up a notepad instead, and then showing all these pictures of what people do when they're not on their phones. So Ava's in it doing sidewalk chalk. And she was amazing. Wow. At the sidewalk chalk and acting
2: in the documentary. Crushed it. So after her house, then she, sorry, interrupted. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, you're she woke fine. up so at my house. Yeah, I don't know what tooth happened there Tooth
0: Fairy, I, I moved her pillow and I was like, oh, crap. So I was like, sorry, Ava, she didn't make it here. Tucked it in her bag.
1: Yeah. So I picked her up and on the drive home, she said, uh, mom, is the Tooth Fairy real? I said, do you really want to know? Do you want to know the truth? She said, yeah. I said, no, the tooth fairy is not real. Mom, what? Are you the tooth fairy? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am the tooth fairy. Mom, what? Will you keep... Writing me notes. Oh. <laughs> I said, sure, but I'm not giving you any more money. Because <laughs> I don't want you in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you are not. I'm not giving you money to go to therapy.
0: want <laughs> you saving up to Talk about me. <laughs> going to a therapist behind my back online.
1: Yeah. That's for the child observer to do. <laughs> Other than that, Penny will take my glasses off all the time and then get in my face and go, Hi, mama. Oh, it's heart wrenching. And then, I don't know, last night I, I had acting class, so I didn't put her to bed, but she started crying at one point, and I went up and held her for a second. And all I could think was, she's so heavy. And it made me really sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 18 months is really fun. <laughs> all her little words and voice and i you know like i'm gonna forget <laughs> what it sounds like if i don't have videos and voice memos and things anyway
0: what was it like for you guys um with andrea talking about i know a lot of moms talk about their birth stories and sleeping and mm-hmm. nursing what was what is it like for you guys to hear about that being as like close as you are to having just done that what what do you care or think about it, it? The phases you're in right now.
1: I, I mean, I I still am newborn phases. Is, is I'm I'm happy for that to go by fast, like she did. She's like I was ready for the infant phase to move on. But like,
0: do you think? Do you think? You know how when you're in that moment you're just trying to figure out like what kind of birth do i want to have am i going to breastfeed is what kind of sleeping do i want to do like yeah do you contrasting it to my perspective so it's like i'll i'll hear that and i'll be like oh wow i actually spent a lot of time thinking about that at one point and i could never ever ever think about it or talk about it again yeah you know what i mean like how it's how Whatever phase you're in holds all of these. Like, do you feel that way? Like, do you think, do you care about your birth stories now? Or, Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about mine anymore. Maybe. But I really cared about, you know, that happened over time. There were just new things that became the bigger, or or not bigger, just more in your face.
1: Well, I think that's why it's, it's so nice to have people around you that are in the same phase. Because it does it just yeah your priorities shift uh, as your baby grows penny is just climbing on everything trying to open every door every i mean i can't i just i'm like i just want to can i just want to sit just let me sit here for like 10 minutes and do something while you just play with some toys but she doesn't stop stop moving and searching for whatever she isn't supposed to play with
2: um, there's something like Penny is a, at the higher end of her like height and everything for a kid, right? Like growth range, and Parker's so. definitely too. And that, like, having to wrangle a kid who doesn't fully understand like what is or isn't going to hurt them, and then that's so big. And he yeah. just gotten. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, and the screaming! I mean, the screaming and the physical body that you're now fighting with, pulling them away yeah. from something. Yeah, is they're just they're getting stronger.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I, I I think about, I don't know. It's interesting to hear what everybody's, where how everybody deals with every different phase. But I just, when I'm listening to that, then I hear, I don't know. I think about, you can cut this. <laughs> <laughs> I think about like, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> where, well, no, because it sounds shitty. But like, I'm thinking about like where I am in like, like terms of learning that thing. Or actually just when you said that, then I'm like. Yeah, and then I'm studying on all these other things. It just feels like it's just constant. That.
0: Well, I think it's re- one of the great things that this podcast is doing is recording those moments. So a lot of the reasons I'm realizing, a lot of the reasons moms didn't tell me all this stuff is because they didn't, wa- no, didn't want to think about it. Yeah. It's not that they forgot. They're like. Did why, it right? Like, why Done. would I go back there? Let's move on. <laughs> no, I, really, I mean, I don't want to talk about it, right. right? Yeah, so I love capturing it while someone is going through it because then it makes it available because they're not going to want to talk about it next year either, right? right? Yeah.
2: yeah, I feel like in my, my head, like I tell myself, like, yeah, but I, I do feel that same way. I don't, I forget a lot of the things so if I didn't have it. I do, yeah.
0: Well, I was taking notes so fast, like, Andrea really kind of dove in like I was realizing wait that y'all hadn't even done your updates and she said um, she used a couple of phrases that I really loved about I guess maybe it was about work and having kids and the balance or whatever but she said everything has its place Mm -hmm. and that's just such a simple sentence but is really like oh it all has its place like I don't have to say this is more important than this is and if I really valued this, I would do this instead of this. It's like, oh,
1: everything has its place. Yeah, the she called it the identity teetotter.
0: I didn't even hear that. I love that. I didn't either.
1: Yeah. I don't think they were, like, in the same sentence. So say, but, yeah. say yeah.
0: more about that.
1: Well, that's just, I feel like, what she used to define what you're talking about, which is the push and pull of where where we land at different times of the day mentally and emotionally and physically and um, yeah and I think part of the anxiety that comes along with that is is feeling like there isn't a place for all of it and so I think that's just part of us growing as humans and adults and the more things we take in we go okay well, if I'm taking this in that maybe I also need to let something else go but just trying to yeah, the the searching for what place that is for all those things is the challenge. Mhm. And it's always changing. So,
0: well, I don't really know if this is a me thing or a my age thing, but I think I'm just totally done having an identity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'm like that was my ha- my new hair <laughs> has decided We don't know her anymore. I can't. We don't know
0: her. I have, like, these parts of me. I mean, I'm a therapist. You're supposed to know yourself and know what you want and know what you need. And I'm just like, really? Who cares? Who cares? Like, I'm just making it all up. Like, I'm just like...
1: Yeah, it's I, all an illusion.
0: It's it really burn it down. It it, it's not even burn it. That would be nice. Saying. That would it, that would say there was something to burn down. It's like, "Oh, <laughs> I think I'm just done trying or caring."
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I've heard multiple people that are um in their 40s being like, "Oh, this is the age I just I just don't care. I don't care. I'm just I'm so exhausted from all the caring I've don't been doing care. for Thirty something years. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So, I on part of my out west trip, I went out to Seattle to do a media trauma work workshop for a community. And I was supposed to get there. Supposed to fly in Friday morning at ten o'clock, do a seven o'clock, like six thirty thing that night, and then another, then a whole thing all day Saturday. Well, I I get the airport at five o'clock in the morning. They're like, your flight's canceled. Great. You the next flight leaves at two thirty, you'll get there at seven, eight, eight o'clock. So it's like, huh. So I'm like being paid to fly out to Seattle and do this thing, uh, that they're coming to see me. and I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> and so I'm like Hello oh, <laughs> Call the guy who'd hired me and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be there. He was like, Huh He was like, Do you have a plan B? I was like, Well, So I told him, I was like, how about you watch the YouTube video and then I'll send you like what I was going to teach tonight and you teach it. He's like, sure. What else was I going to do today? (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) So that's what ended up happening. But it was so fascinating, like watching like how that would have wrecked me and like, oh my gosh, I'm disappointing people. They're paying me for something I didn't I should have. Why didn't I fly in the day before? You know, like all those things. And I was just like, huh. Got there at seven, went and had dinner with my friend Jen like, it was just like they had the little thing without me and it worked out great I showed up the next day but it was just that that constant feeling of like I should have done it better I should do it right what are they thinking of me mm-hmm. am I earning my place in society or in relationships I'm just like wow yeah well, it, it's not that I <clears throat> don't want to do it
2: anymore I just can't right everything has its place yeah it sounds sort of to me like you've um, you're like reaching ascended master status and like well, connecting to your truest self
0: what if there's identity teeter-totter I'm still on a teeter-totter there's just no identity well,
1: I'm just like you're just whoa. flailing around maybe I'm just really wanting <laughs> you to be right, in the box but, back to the left. So yeah. I mean, it feels
2: like that's an identity in itself is like being like feeling just okay you know I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Let's go
0: with your Zen master thing. Yeah. (laughs) Let's pretend that. Yeah, that sounded
2: cool. Ascended master. RuPaul says that.
0: Ascended master. That that is anyone who's actually with me for most hours of the day would not think that was what it is.
2: (laughs) Um, Well, I think feeling that like human stuff and then not getting just too caught up in it or worrying about it too much and maybe maybe you are maybe that's not what you're saying maybe i'm just hearing what i want to hear but no I think that's, that's true. the thing that is true because everybody's going to feel those things that's true not that I, I just really need you to have an identity okay <laughs>
1: um we're gonna have to find somebody else to do these after the episodes and we really only care about this podcast so <laughs> um uh, and i'll we'll th- cut all of that story <laughs>
2: She's fine she's um, fine she everything knows exactly is fine. who she is she
0: knows everything she says she knows it all
2: she's good, she's good. Um,
0: what's gonna happen is we're gonna keep learning and then we're gonna know all the answers mm-hmm. and yep. that's one day
1: we're gonna just have it all figured out
0: <laughs> I remember Adam saying to me one time gosh what was it it was something like like you think you're right about everything and I was like no everyone else thinks I'm right about everything <laughs> I'm not I keep trying to <laughs> tell people like looked at me and he was like, oh
1: my gosh, that is true. (laughs) It's like I'm being very clear. I don't know (laughs) y'all. Please stop asking my opinion. But we
0: want somebody to know, right? Like we want there to be somebody out there. Yes.
1: Yes. Nobody wants to feel alone.
0: Which leads me, well, there's so much. The whole Punky Brewster thing, we have a whole episode on that?
2: (laughs) You would have loved that. I can send you the, Uh well, whenever I listen to it and then I can send you the recording. Wow fun it was fun you should go see him yeah yeah it, it made me want to go but also uh it would
1: take like three years before i would get in
2: really Better get on the list now Yeah. how long did it take you uh it took me a year but now he's two years out wow Mm-hmm.
0: um yes yeah, so i want to hear more about your thoughts about how you are feeling about punky
2: brewster my first response is that made sense to me and i was like yeah the whole thing was weird. I just accepted it all. Like, not as if the whole, like, I mean, the whole everything he said, not like, as this is absolutely how it is, but I didn't have any expectations. And I just, I liked everything he said And it. I don't know how that works or, and I know there are people, I mean, I've had some conversations with friends who are. Skeptical? Definitely skeptical, but also like are really concerned about the, my spiritual being in a sense, right. like just things. So well, I don't know I if mean, I'm apologizing. To people. Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. not but I like, but it.
1: like, I'm. I am not necessarily in that category but I'm definitely not Oh, that sounds fun and interesting. And then there's a very judgmental part of myself that is like that's stupid and yeah, what would people think about you doing that? What do you think about you doing that? I'm in. Yeah. And no, then and then that. I and then I want to have the
2: feeling of like who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who Cares,
1: yeah, but I, uh, I still do, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and I think I don't really have it. I don't need it to be either thing. I just like felt strangely, like in my. I heard about this guy, and in my gut, I felt like our gut or into something. I felt like I'm, I'm supposed to go see him or something like that. So that's where, how that happened. Um, what, what, what was the question?
0: How are you feeling about Punky Brewster? <laughs> sure.
2: Oh, um. Good. Kind of the Good. the implication, right? Was,
0: if you're open, she's there. If you're not, that's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or if I get ready, sort of. Or if I, yeah, if get I get it together, ready, Sarah. Right. And so when
0: you feel ready, if you feel ready, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I felt like great. Um, so I think about it sometimes. It just feels like the whole thing just feels happy and peaceful and calm not just that part but all of it Mm -hmm. it all felt really good and like affirming and i said that in the last time i'm just like Mm -hmm. reiterating it i don't mean to oversell it it's just how it felt and i don't think that's how everybody feels in those scenarios i just it was a really good experience
0: i feel like what i'm experiencing right now it it could come in many different places or forms but that when something is i want to say the truth like that it that might not even be the right word. But this it's like this feeling in my body, like when you're tuning an instrument and it hits the right note, mm-hmm. it's, it's finally in tune. Mm-hmm. It's like my body's just like, Yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like
2: that's totally that's what feels right and that's what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, and in in this scenario, in this case it felt like some of it felt like that and some of it felt like, oh, I think that you might be pulling I don't again I don't know how it works. It felt like maybe you're pulling from somebody else in my life or like I don't know how oh, what he sees. And maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it was me and I you know, have no idea. Um or like maybe you're seeing this thing that already happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it untrue and and I don't like I don't know how I sound saying that, but it doesn't really matter, I guess. I don't but it did feel like that, like that complete feeling. I know exactly what you mean. It's like when a design works, I just know it, or when mm-hmm. something is like good aesthetically, I just know it. That's the most like clear version of that I have. And and then this did feel like that.
0: I am very attached to Monkey Brewster, so you should know that. Oh yeah,
2: well, yeah, we you gotta
1: you gotta get ready then for Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to be involved. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. What else?
1: What else you got?
0: Well, yeah. I just, you
1: know, Ava in therapy.
0: Like, I was laughing yeah, so that hard. was really funny. I was laughing. They didn't
1: laugh. So they go, oh. And I'm like, no, this wasn't oh meant to be gosh. cute. And like, oh, poor Ava needs to talk about her feelings. So no.
2: Funny. I just so was like, funny. I was like, oh, great.
1: <gasps> let's yes, get her, let's get her in uh, there. Get her in there. <laughs> yes. Everyone so has the good. money for that. No,
0: I, I mean, I, she's so much like me that it's almost painful to be with her um when I do this meditation where I go and talk to my like childhood self Mm -hmm. my parents and my ego and Ava's always my child self and like that's what it's like being with her and I'll just I'll just watch her and I'll feel her and I'll just be like oh I'm so sorry like I'm so sorry for you I'm so sorry for us this is just (laughs) so hard so unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I just get it so well.
1: She came home and she was like, oh, finally I get to be on my iPad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just talking the whole time? <laughs> You're just engaging?
1: Well, oh, she gosh. just knows when she's at Jenny's that the electronic devices are oh, just it, like, just, oh, no, no, just, no, no. not available. It's
0: not, well, they're actually are available. I just am always like, what do you want, like? I, you're right here with me. What do you want? Like, Do you want to cook? Do you want to go for a walk? Right. It, I'm not your mom, so just
1: tell me what you want, and I will do exactly. it for you.
0: And so, like, let's <laughs> start there. And then if I have something to do, you can go get on your iPad. <laughs> right.
2: Were you like that with your kids? Yeah, I was super, super strict. Oh, that's Over why sprints. you're like, okay, see ya, do your own. Yeah, um, how's I feel. But that's
0: both good. of my kids, I mean, I, I've, like it's no fun it's no fun being the cop all the time mm-hmm. um but both of my kids say they hated it so much and it's number one number two favorite thing about who they are that the screens have a pretty negative connotation right. in their I'm life sure.
1: yeah
0: um so i'm happy for that but oh, gosh, um, i had more on ava I had so much on ava
2: i've been struggling with that um the screen thing recently just stressed about it Sorry. you
1: or him I mean me me like you on a screen or, or feeling like, like you're giving, me, allowing him too much screen time
2: both yeah and always the balance of that and yeah. just recognizing like how like letting in again yet again even though I like it's like in a, the list of things that I think about every day that I'm I'm super ADD. So if I engage into my phone, then I literally can't hear him talking to me, and right. he's like asking sure. for things and like what that would do. And I mean, I, well, I, like, I just start getting irritated. Right. If I'm That's, doing yeah. something
1: and something else is interrupting what I'm trying to do, I feel yeah. Yeah. I feel the, the the thing the frustration totally. like just already building, and I'm like, oh, it's just because you're doing. Just stop what you're doing. Right. Give them their attention, figure out what they need, and then you can come back to it. But it's like, man, one of the just best learning that skill is hard. Yeah. It's, it's very
0: hard. And you don't have a lot of things going for you because it's all how it's made and how it's how you're made. It's not right. like you're working against nature. But, right. But I did a podcast with this woman. She was a grandma. And she did the coolest thing I've ever heard. She had two different colored glasses, like a pair of purple glasses and a pair of green glasses. And her grandkids always knew, like, even when they were babies, like, if grandma has on her green glasses, she's working. Dang. And, like, they, and that was there, like, oh, okay, she's working. So if they saw her on her stuff, they would know, it's going to, so she would tell, it's hard to get my attention, I've got to really focus, and, and when you're doing things that you're working on, you know, and she just had the most amazing stories of these tiny little kids being like, oh. It's the green glasses. And then she would like when she finished, she'd put on her purple glasses and they'd be like,
2: ah! <laughs> uh, I mean, I really want to do that. That's a great idea. There's, there's this... I think that would work well for him mm-hmm. too specifically, and he would like get it.
0: It also shows, I think the thing we all feel, whether it's your kids or yourself or who you're with, like if if somebody gets on their phone, it feels like they could just be there forever. Like you, so you don't know, right. you don't have a sense of I'm waiting for this end time. Something about that, like I'm working right now, like saying that makes me feel like, oh, I'm. you're going to come back to me, right? Mm-hmm. But if I don't keep asking, I don't know that you're ever going to come back.
1: Well, and if they me. see us on our phone as much as they do, which is a lot, they have no idea. That's all one
2: thing to them. Right,
1: exactly. They don't it know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they
2: don't. Um, I try to tell him what I'm. I don't always do it, but I try to tell him what I'm doing and like mm-hmm. show him sometimes.
0: That I feel that's like really helps, good, but I don't know that's that that's really that good. The other thing, s- switching to kids and screens, the like I don't think I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Um, the thing to watch for is your kids watch your kids' face. Like if I see a kid on an iPad in a restaurant and they're like. They're looking at it. They're looking at their parents. They're saying they're like, you know, they want to show what's on it or whatever. Like, that's not predatory technology. Like, they're, they're engaging it. It's a part and a piece of this. But if you see your kid's eyes glossed over and their mouth hanging open, that's predatory technology. That has tapped into a part of their brain you do not want them tapping into. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not like a, um, oh, some of that is good. No, you don't want that, like, I'm not going to go into all of the reasons why right Right. now. So that's, I would say, the number one thing you look for is if they're watching and they're laughing and they're running out back and forth or they're wanting to show you, that is a very different thing. So watch their faces, and that's your cue that, okay, there there really is a difference between, I I don't want to say good screens, bad screens, but what it's doing to their brain. You can watch that happen on their face.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you ever been driving around and you're like, you just need 30 seconds of, I don't know, to check your phone or to just space out and cry. have your kid entertained? To cry? Yeah. Yes. And and also, if you have your kid with you, but you need to distract him, but you don't want to put him in front of a screen, you know what a great thing that you can do would be? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to the car wash. You're going to the car wash. And the car wash that Mom MomCult endorses is <laughs> Camel Express Car Wash, locally owned in Nashville, Tennessee. I wish I could do like a camel noise, but uh,
1: I'm not confident <laughs> on what that is. I'm just going to spit across the room. Nah.
2: Yeah. Nah. And MomCult listeners can text Mom colt. To 30400 for a free $25 car wash treat yourself to 30 seconds of darkness and just deafening sound, which happens to be usually entertaining for kids or terrifying, but either way.
1: Find out. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You don't know if your kid's terrified.
2: Right in. Find your Camel Express at camelexpress.com. Thanks, Camel. Thanks, Camel. This is a Uh,
1: necessarily Andrea podcast related but I this is coming up a lot for me and therefore I assume it's coming up for other parents our generation as parents is having to juggle um, being present with our kids and the pull we have to do that and also the awareness of everything that's happening in the world all the time and what that does to us and the directions that that pulls us in and it it can obviously take us away from trying to be present with our kids because all of these things going on around us are we're taking in and we're feeling anxious and it's and stressed about these bigger things that we feel like we can't control and i know that i know that it's okay for me to just not look at the news or not look at, I don't know, whatever your source of worldly information is. But also with our generation comes this immense guilt that if we are tuning it out, that we are part of the problem. And that it's almost like a badge of honor to be super informed about everything and have an opinion about everything and donate to a cause and do like, you know, the opportunities to get involved are being pushed in our face all the time And I just wanted to know your thoughts about, I don't know, I guess just that it's okay for us to to tune that out sometimes for the sake of our, of ourselves and our kids. And I struggle with that a lot. I will want to tune things out and then I'll be like, no, wait, if I'm tuning it out, then I'm part of the problem. And I feel like that's something that we are being fed right now as moms in our 30s. And I just didn't know if you had any thoughts or advice or
2: stuff. Oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. I have some thoughts also. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. Well, she said something about, and actually I wrote this down and then I deleted it because I thought it was too political, but I'll say this, that the she mentioned the American Dream and I said... My mind. I'm gonna close my eyes so I can get this right. Hopefully, you can cut it off. Not
1: you mean when she was like, we grew. (laughs) When she was like, we grew up. Yes, in the 80s and 90s, and we were living the American dreams. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. And my thought was, the American dream still exists. We're just more aware of everything surrounding it, what goes into it, the dark underbelly of it, and Mm -hmm. we're all communicating and hearing what, like, not in some cases maybe most cases not really knowing our neighbors but knowing what they think and feel and then being like more irritated with them so there's all this like push and pull and what i'm i'm struggling with the same thing and what i'm doing is finding my truth this is not advice i'm just telling you what i'm doing yeah finding my truth in the middle of that and then shutting it off when i need to like i keep watching like really jarring documentaries and have have like like put a stop on that i cannot do that yeah. and you know just giving yourself because keeping i think raising good humans is the most important thing that we can do for everybody else going forward as right. the people that we are right in my opinion so just they can do job there the, yeah and that those, doesn't, they can work together right and for some people things. maybe that that necessitates knowing every single thing that's going on and being able to speak on those topics maybe it does right. and I don't begrudge you those things but for me that takes me away like you're saying yeah. too, like more often than not so I chime in when I can and then try to notice when it's wearing me out yeah that's it <laughs> that's enough
0: that's, that is absolutely right and it's the truth and I'm, I'm looking in our book to try to find there's the whole section we have on the stats of everything like crime murder Like all of the all of those kinds of stats for the last like right now are the lowest they've ever been in society. And yet most most people think things are worse than they've ever been. But statistically, that's not true.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, And you have to remember that all of this information, every single bit of this information is mediated by the media that needs you to watch it to make money. So they don't really care if you donate to a cause. They don't really care if you know what's happening. They care that you keep watching, right? So it's a really, really powerful message that we need you to know everything. From a therapeutic perspective, every single person has a certain amount of empathy that we can ho- that we can contain. There is an actual number to it, and I can't remember, it's a certain number of people that you can actually care about. And like, if you think of the purest form of empathy, is like if right now we saw like something jab into Joy's eye, we would <laughs> actually like both of us would physically have we would have a physical reaction right. to what just happened to her. So, that's the way we're made biologically evolutionarily <laughs> um, because we we're supposed to feel that because so that we will help her. So we have this primal instinct to help her because her pain actually
1: Because us. your hair just poked my eye out
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just for an example.
1: <laughs> it's just you're just picking a random thing I don't. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> what has happened to us is that this absolute lie, absolute lie that being informed makes a difference is actually tri- tripped us over what happens is we we don't have enough empathy for it
1: right we just go numb so
0: we cross over and the the example i i give is school shootings like the or like the first school shootings that ever happened I was alive for and the trauma that that caused me, the pain that caused me to get to the point where now I can't even remember when the last school shooting was. And that's not because I don't care. I don't care a bit less now than I did then. It's that there's you only have so much energy to feel that kind of pain and loss. So what that has, the, the whole media culture has meant That each of us now has to become stewards of our empathy. That this is a resource that will get used up. And the only reason empathy matters is if you can do so, like to the extent that you can do something about it. So you have to ask yourself regularly, like, oh, that's great that, like, how much money can I donate, right, to the Ukraine to make a difference versus how much can I do to make a difference in Ava's day today? Right. So where does your empathy need to go? Because like Sarah said, you're going to change the world because of the people's lives that you impacted. And that doesn't mean those other things won't happen, that they won't come out. But we've just gotten it reversed where we're lost and we're not really helping anybody. We're just feeling bad all the time. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have the empathy Where, where we're seeing it the most is in neighborhoods. Right. I'm so pissed at the whole world or so exhausted by everything that now I can't even be a good neighbor. I can't, like, check on my neighbor who's sick or who needs help watering their flowers because I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. Well, the only reason it matters is to help your neighbor water their flowers or to have patience with your child. So it's a really big, important conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you want to talk about it. Mm. And the, the, I would say let's change that phrase to, you know, what would you say, tuning it out? Makes me part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I would say tuning it out makes you capable of being a part of the solution.
1: Yeah. Did you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Let me off the. Huh. Tuning it out makes you part of the solution. When it's
0: when it comes to your time, when it when right. it comes to your front porch or your life, or your, like, oh, I'm supposed to do something about that, and I have the resources to do it because I didn't waste them all right. worrying about things that are important. But I can't do anything about them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think about that a lot too. Um, Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) uh, Something, well, what do you think about when she said giving kids credit, talking about capable kids? Did that do anything for you? She was saying she felt like she
1: didn't get credit until she was like 10. Right.
2: And we've started doing that earlier.
1: And how with her own kids, she's realizing they deserve credit really early. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's see what I think about that. Seems controversial. It is.
0: I feel controversial. (laughs) Um, I don't. Okay. Well, she's also a Montessori person,
1: mm-hmm. so I'll get back to this unintentionally, right? Which is so great. accidentally Montessori, <laughs> that's <laughs> organically.
0: That, that's great. That's great. Okay. So I taught Montessori. My daughter teaches Montessori, and one of the things that they've learned about child development, which is very very lost in our society right now, is that it, well, it's that whole concept of uh, internal versus external validation. So the the Earlier you teach a child to get validation externally, the more they will look for and seek external validation. And the heart that's the harder thing to get, right? Mm-hmm. It's harder to get, it's harder to find, and it's not based on what that child needs, it's based on what somebody else likes. So that's our whole lives, right? Is trying to not live according to everybody else's expectations. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big thing in child development. Don't train them to be externally validated so the way that that played out and this all has a spectrum right like but the way it plays out in like a strict Montessori classroom is that if a kid comes to you and shows you their work what they finished you say how do you feel about that are you so proud of yourself what was that like for you you don't say oh you're amazing that's so good
1: Mm, like so I do that all the time. Yeah. And I do. I, I do. Cool. Too.
0: No, 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 but <laughs> like but I, but I but I know but I've
2: heard that too and stuff yeah. still
0: uh, No, but I'm do saying it. I it just feels I'm going to natural. Right. I'm I'm still not going to not do that to right, Ava. Right. Except I probably now that we're having this conversation the point isn't that I don't feel that way, right? Like I do think it's amazing. I do think you're incredible. But there's something in kids speaking to that truth, that like tuning fork truth in yeah. kids that they know like they don't want to be praised Mm -mm. when they didn't earn it and when they do earn it they don't need to be praised because that's actually self-esteem that's how Mm -hmm. it 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 fed them themselves it's the whole inside treats thing and uh, there was a moment with Ava about this oh she was doing something she was doing a cartwheel and we were like you know, put your legs straighter, like, giving her tips to, like, improve the cartwheel. Mm-hmm. And she turned around and just gave us that, like, you know, evil eye. Like Don't how, tell me how to do it. Or how dare you not think I'm amazing the first time <laughs> I did it. And I was like, Ava, are you seriously, like, you don't want to grow or get better at anything? You just want to be the best the first time you ever do anything? And she was like, okay, watch me now. How is this? Um, <laughs> I'll take so, your notes. All that to say... I I think there is a way of giving kids credit. But I, I think we're erring a little too much on External. The external validation and that we could use a little a little swing to that other side. <coughs> and that doesn't mean you're not validating them. Right. You are. You're just validating the things that you're are really gonna them. build up something yeah. inside of them, not get them attached yeah. to your feedback and everybody else's feedback.
1: Yeah, like getting them prepped for when they Are in like relationships instead of looking for that from whoever they're with. Yeah, whoever they end up being with all the time. Exactly. Teaching them the. I
2: feel uh, like she was, she, I've, I I took a couple of notes. I know, I don't know if we, okay. I took a couple of notes. Mm -hmm. Um, She, I think, was saying like giving us, giving kids credit at that age for knowing, just being able to have a little more autonomy. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the so, so, awareness but, of right, what's going on around. Right, right, yeah. right. That kind of credit. So to and like you know, speak to exactly what she was saying. But you brought up a great point that um, I've thought about a lot. That well, first of all, Parker, when I give him like overpraise, and that's just I do that to every person. Like I'll just say too many nice things it's and not in like a you know what i mean no, it's I'll it's one over of the praise. worst parts about being your friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> please 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 please. please. <laughs> too much and uh, he will I'm have gonna get like get some
0: of that out of your system here
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <Yeah>. i can <laughs> i can do it easily it's Give me, give me give a text i can send you a really long a good text um he is it has the opposite effect on him really like he'll push back against it he'll i'll if i give him too much praise and he'll just like walk away from whatever it was he was doing and then the other thing oh something eric and i talked about the other night was we were talking about mm, giving a kid incentive for behavior you know something that they want if you do this then you get this that adds up to getting this thing and and whether or not we thought that was a good idea and i said i didn't really think that it was but then also he said well um, um in his home growing up that like uh there were you know i don't remember exactly the Situation, But it was for good grades. You got a certain amount of good grades. And then that added up to maybe it was help with a car or something. And he was, like, firm that he believes in um, an incentive and that that's a good idea. And I know this mentality that you don't want to have them m- want so much external validation. And I wondered, like, therapeutically, I was going to ask my therapist, but I'll just ask you. <laughs> Save some money, uh, Sarah. That you... <laughs> What do you, do you think about that? Do you think those are the same thing? Yeah, no.
0: So two things. Going back to what you're saying if, about giving kids credit, you were talking, she was talking about trusting that they know more and right. giving mm-hmm. them more time and space. I love that. Yeah. I love, love, love that. So that's kind of a different Good. Con- mm-hmm. – sure. I'm glad we had both conversations. But yeah, um, I totally think that, that we would have a better – kids would have a better experience and we would have a better experience parenting if we like just gave them a little more time and space before we interceded and, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't want to miss that because that's a really beautiful parenting strategy. But um, if, if you could reverse engineer parenting, um, you want to say what life, real life application does this have? So what Joy just said was you don't want them dependent on their that feedback from their relationship to know they're okay, right? And so that's what you're modeling with your kid as a parent. But what you and Eric are talking about is, does that have a real world application? If there are things that you work hard on, Mm -hmm. does that end up being something? Like, are you basically teaching a
1: work ethic? Right, Right. like how to hold a job, how to do well in school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so at different times in your kids' lives, that could be emotional. Like, my Brandon really had anger issues when he was like 5 6 years old. He was in anger management class in the first
1: grade. <laughs> I do not remember that.
0: <laughs> it's because every time they played around the world and it, and this one girl kept beating him, he would just go push her over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for him, it was an incredible amount of discipline. Like even though that was an emotional issue, like for him to get rewards for every like you didn't lose your temper. You, you know, you got so angry, and you didn't hurt anybody else. That was his big thing. You're yeah. allowed to get angry. You just can't hurt anybody else. Well, that's gonna really apply in real life, right? Like, so if he learns that discipline, it should get some. Like, that's right. You're gonna have more friends, right? And you get you're some going reinforcement. To get a job. Yeah. So you, it's more about not. I mean, all parenting is is just creating as many real world concepts artificial consequences and benefits for training them for what that will actually look like Mm -hmm. in
2: real life Mm -hmm. what was that the reward for his anger stuff do you remember let's see he i like to just do exactly what you did Yeah.
0: okay so what you should know is he loved t-shirts so much he loved t-shirts the very first thing he ever bought with his own money was a what was power rangers t-shirt because he flowered my neighbor's,
1: flowered.
2: He watered.
0: watered. So <laughs> that's
1: never heard it used in that term. Well, but good thing, I guess. <laughs> Congratulations <Well. laughs> are in order, <laughs> sir. He,
0: he watered her flowers. He got a quarter a day, one quarter a day, and okay. just watching him save up those little quarters. Yeah.
2: Every day he didn't get like hurt I, I mean, someone with his no, ink. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds worse than it is.
0: (laughs) So I, yeah, there were, yeah, we'll save, I've got an idea. We'll talk about the next podcast. It's a whole other conversation about consequences.
2: So So those things are different. Got it.
0: I mean, just think, does this, will this matter in the real world? If he was in the real world, what, what are the tiniest little things he could be learning to see that
2: his choices, what he does and what he doesn't, too, do have an impact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eric could see that in the moment, and I was like, "No, no." But the book says, "But the book says this." Is... I don't think so. I don't think. <laughs> but he was right. You were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> it's okay. He's not listening. <laughs> he does sometimes. Do you have anything
1: else that you really want to talk about that stuck out to you? Because we've we've got a little okay. bit of time if we want to do one more yes. topic.
0: Um, the concept of being touched out is really fascinating to me.
1: Because of oh, yeah. when she was talking about breastfeeding, yeah, the physical and just,
0: I well, I'm I am fascinated by that conversation because I'm on the other end of the spectrum, and just like we talked about, like the the loss of having kids, even my adult kids around. Because even if my adult kids are around, I'm still going to get so much more touch and physical contact, and just that hearing her say that was like almost being slapped of like oh, my God, do you remember when you were touched out? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a huge part of this phase of life is I cannot get enough touch. Like, it's gone. It's gone. Right. And that is fascinating to me. I've not ever heard anybody talk about that, just how physical being a mom is. And then
2: it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Parker's not really he can be the most affectionate but he's really not like he's not all the time for sure he's definitely not the most cuddly kid so when he is I like really treasure that but then also sometimes like if he my main thing is if you're pulling on my shirt I cannot (laughs) stand that and so like I'll feel that feeling Mm -hmm. then but I just
1: feel crappy all the time because Penny can do whatever she wants I don't care but yeah if Ava pulls on my arm or something I'm just like don't touch me. <laughs> that's
0: so interesting. It's a different touch with different stages. Yeah. Well I'm part of you're touched out because
1: of Penny, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is true. <laughs> it's amazing how you get so adjusted I don't know if that's the right word, but so adjusted to what your your life is now that yeah sometimes I will just legitimately forget hey you had a baby you have a new baby like, you have a little ki- you have a little kid that is why like that is playing a big part you're on in steroids. your patience being <laughs> less in other areas of your life right. like, it's not like you're just not good at this anymore right. or super impatient right. like there's a reason there are reasons behind all of this and sometimes I have to like actually write them out in my journal like why like oh yeah that's That's why I'm doing that, because I'm giving all this to this. Yeah. But I definitely have not. I'm still, and I maybe will always be, just, I don't know, just the balance of when to give myself grace and when to slap myself out of it Mm -hmm. or slap myself into it or, and I don't know, or if it's just like, no, you just give your grace, self-grace all the time, Mm -hmm. like, I, I, but for some reason, saying that sounds like a cop-out or like I'm trying to make things, t- I don't know, not too easy for myself. But I don't know, just the level at which I need to be growing as a human at all times. And when I'm allowed to take a break from that, if
2: I'm allowed to take a break from that,
1: I don't know. I don't have a point, I don't think.
2: I think you can be like gracefully firm with yourself or... And then also give yourself grace, I think. And then you said, well, like speaking to the very, I think it's like the first thing we talked about, like the transition and the identity teeter-totter and all that stuff. What she said, not knowing what we need to ask for, like, especially in the beginning, like maybe mm-hmm. that's the main thing I remember is just like learning. Oh, OK, I need. Oh, OK, this is why this is insane or whatever. And then so especially with this first you just don't know and, and with two kids I think it's totally new. It's a whole other thing. So yeah. I think being giving yourself grace all the time, that's not a cop out in my mind. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Thanks. I don't think
1: that. Well, <laughs> if you really were well <laughs> well I don't think you know my sister. Where that could go, where that could lead. She's gonna get real lazy. <laughs> it's gonna be there's a downward spiral. <laughs>
0: so um, the the truth if you if we really could if we really could live in the place of giving ourselves all the grace that we needed we would give it to our kids we would give it to our spouses we would, like you you can't be like oh, okay i'm going to let myself off the hook i'm just a human doing the best i can right now when you do that you start looking at everyone else around you and you're like oh hi <laughs> you're just a human right. this is the best you can do so it's it's not a passive choice yeah right it's it's something that creates a new reality for you and I, I mean my kind of way I'm surviving right now is I have this practice of like I'm in this moment I'm here to give this moment the best that I can like to make this moment better because I, I was here and to let this moment make me better because it moved through me and like so far that has not looked like really anything but just breathing <laughs> I'll be like, okay, I made the moment better. The moment made me better.
2: I'm doing it. And next. I'm making it better.
1: That's all I got.
2: Uh, should we talk about uh, either home birth or placenta eating?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think Andrea covered it. Yeah, she did. She really did cover it all. You get all you need on that yeah, in um, the, act- like the main episode.
2: So, Check. Yeah, give us your favorite things. Okay.
0: So we talked about oh. me. I'm so excited. We talked about having a new segment that would be my favorite things. Um, because she's got a lot. When I get obsessed about something, I want everyone to know about it. And so this one is Olivia Olive Oil in Franklin, Tennessee. It's an olive oil and vinegar store that has the best olive oils and vinegars from all over the world. And it comes directly from the people who make them.
1: Does she want to sponsor us?
0: She might. But okay, she, already spon- she already sponsors me. So, um, no, I mean, personally, not Oh,
1: okay. Well, then that's podcast. good.
0: <laughs> so it's owned by my friend Christy, and I met her about a year ago at an art crawl and had so much fun. I was like, such a, like, a lonely time in my life. They had an event the next day, and I was like, I'm coming and helping you with an event tomorrow. She's like, I'll let you know if we need your help. And I was like, no, I'm coming. help <laughs> So, I it's I call it my hobby job. I've trained there. I can do everything that's in the store to do and whenever I want, I just walk downtown and I walk in the store and I start like giving people tastings or I'll package up some things or I'll check people out at the register. So it gives me because my world is so like writing and therapy is so introverted right. and deep, it gives, it gives you me some a place, community. And I get to like engage with the public. I love yeah. it so much. And I love like if you have well you you did the tastings Mm -hmm. like when you like what's one right now that's really yummy like blueberry balsamic with um basil olive oil like you put that on a salad you put it on put it on chicken it's like it's nothing you had nothing you had like rotisserie chicken and some noodles and you put that on it and you're like oh my gosh i'm eating the best thing ever so that is my my favorite thing for this episode
1: nice yeah olivia's olive oil Franklin (laughs) Tennessee. Well, what, in regards to what we kind of touched on today, Jen, what do you think some words to leave behind would be for this episode? Mm
0: Hmm. So what just popped into my head was that I do a lot of like training on what it means to like get into the state of flow which is like the your brain's very happiest place to be like when everything you're just in the moment and one of the things is that you're you're doing what you need to do so completely that and it's it's challenging enough that you don't have enough time to think about how you're looking or or how you're doing it you're like oh does anybody see me like you can't do that so the best example, of that's rock climbing. Like if you're rock climbing, you can't be thinking, do I look good right now? Or do I look stupid? Or what's someone thinking of me? Because you, your brain has to be a thousand percent on where's my hand, where's my foot? And your life is somewhat dependent on mm-hmm. it. So I just had the thought of like doing that more with parenting. Like is it, do what you need to do. Like, stop thinking about, if you have enough energy to think, what would someone else think about this? Is this who I really want to be? If You know, that all of that conversation. Are other kids
1: behaving this way?
0: (laughs) Yes, whatever, (laughs) keep going with that. Whatever that is, is, uh, like, then maybe check in and be like, wait, if I've got enough energy to be thinking all that, am I really doing actually what needs to be
1: done
2: right right Mm -hmm. now? Yeah.
1: So that's kind of my... My little tip for. I mean, I like I like that, but also kind of hate it. But I guess it's hopeful.
2: Why do you hate it?
1: <laughs> well, it's just something else I have to do <laughs> and work on. Yeah, I, um, I
0: used That's to still like another
1: thing on your list. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Ten, I, yeah,
0: 10,041.
2: I used to, um, or I still do sometimes, but I would be like, I would not trust myself to remember something that I like was concerned about him with like i don't know he did something and i was like oh i need to remember that later to like look it up or think about it or whatever and then i stopped doing that and i think that was helpful just cut this part out i'm just telling you so another conversational thing why did i say yeah. that maybe it's helpful i don't know yeah. um but that is that realm of stuff and, and hearing that's okay to do i don't mm-hmm. know is helpful yeah
0: well she just had said i don't know if I'm um, we're dealing with sleeping issues or the cultural pressure about sleeping issues. Right. And like as soon mm. as she said that, I was like, you know, being exhausted and trying to figure out the whole sleeping thing,
1: it's like enough. It's enough on its own.
0: So it's more, yeah. it's not, it's not asking you to do, not do another thing. It's just to realize the problem you're actually trying to solve needs all of you to solve it. Right. Yeah. And you aren't going to have the resources you need if you're also spending all that energy
2: on that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah so so many other voices that don't even know us no yeah. okay good stuff that's good thank you Timmy I you. love you guys I love you. love you love your hair
0: thanks for having me <laughs> can't wait to get my new my new products <laughs> I'm sorry about your hair that's
1: true <laughs> right
2: it is hard R.I.P.
1: Like your hair yeah. <laughs> people say they like Out it with but the old I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs>